in 2014, uh, we had a number of large clients serving the automotive space and we lost our biggest client. And so at that point, we had to make some hard decisions around personnel and where we were going in the future. And we were really sort of struggling to figure out how we were going to move forward. Talked to a few consultants, talked to a few coaches, and nobody was really a good fit. And that was when we were introduced to Gina Wickman, who is the founder of EOS or the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And Gino came in and worked with us starting in 2015. Uh, we worked with them for about two years and totally transformed our company from culture to profits more than doubling in two years to lower turnover and these kinds of things. And so I just became sort of enamored with learning how a business ran and understanding how Gino was able to help us provide a bunch of clarity. And so that's a long ramp up to say I started my own EOS practice to deliver and hopefully bring that same level of clarity into what is typically a chaotic environment with an entrepreneurial uh, company. And so Plus One Advisors was launched to um, utilize my skill and talent, bringing that clarity to people and using EOS as an amazing framework, uh, using my experience and what I've been able to, to go through on my own uh, to other people. So that's why I started my business. This week on the podcast, we have Jason. Jason is a um, really cool EOS guy that talks a lot about his personal journey in EOS and how it's shaped him now um, to not only uh, bring his clients positive impact and change, but also to um, change society for the better. So we'll jump right in. Well, welcome to the podcast, Jason. I am excited that you're here today. Can you just give us a brief intro of how you got involved in your work and then what you do now to serve your clients? Absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me. Good to be here. I yeah. have always been interested in the entrepreneurial process. Um, so I, I, I tried my hand at that and started a business with a friend, my first business when I was 25. And it was amazing because it was my, it was my first taste of running my own show. However, that said, it was a little bit of a train wreck because we just didn't know what we were doing. And so we ended up, uh, uh, sort of dissolving that relationship and we are still friends today, but it just didn't work out. But I, just, I was frustrated with the fact that I didn't know what I was doing. He was executing and I was doing all the marketing and sales. So I bounced around a little bit and found myself at a larger entrepreneurial company. Um, and it gave me the opportunity to go from, I took an entry level job because I needed it, but I worked my way up to be a member of the leadership team. And it was my first real up close view of how growing businesses operated and it was really really fun that being said in 2014 uh, we had a number of large clients serving the automotive space and we lost our biggest client and so at that point we had to make some hard decisions around personnel and where we were going in the future and we were really sort of struggling to figure out how we were going to move forward Talked to a few consultants, talked to a few coaches, and nobody was really a good fit. And that was when we were introduced to Gina Wickman, who is the founder of EOS or the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And Gino came in and worked with us starting in 2015. Uh, we worked with them for about two years and totally transformed our company from culture to profits more than doubling in two years to lower turnover and these kinds of things. And so I just became sort of enamored with learning how a business ran and understanding how Gino was able to help us provide a bunch of clarity. And so 
that's a long ramp up to say I started my own EOS practice to deliver and hopefully bring that same level of clarity into what is typically a chaotic environment with an entrepreneurial uh, company. And so Plus One Advisors was launched to um, utilize my skill and talent, bringing that clarity to people and using EOS as an amazing framework, uh, using my experience and in, in what I've been able to, to go through on my own uh, to other people. So that's why I started my business. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. I mean, it's not cool that they had to cut people, but it's cool that they were able to figure out a system that actually works for you guys and moving forward and getting your feet on the ground again. What were some of those um, pains that that leadership team was struggling with when they were like, we need to do something here? Yeah, great question. There's a, there's a couple of things in motion. One is, um, you know, getting everybody in the organization aligned and on the same page. It's, it's one thing when you're starting up and you're 10 people around a, you know, a folding table and you're just sort of <laughs> muscling through all of it because that's what you mm -hmm. have to do. And there's a lot of excitement around that. But when you sort of grow out of being a startup and you turn into more of an adolescent, there are some more sophisticated nuances to running a business. And so our challenges were given this new reality of losing our biggest client and having our revenue basically get slashed by a third overnight, what do we do? Uh, and the people that are going to stay, how do we main, you know, maintain a good culture? How do we build and, and pour into the people that work with us and for us? And how do we grow this business in a way that is sustainable? So we're not, you know, nobody wants, no, nobody gets into a business to uh, have the business be running them. That's typically what you have, right? You have yeah. a scenario, like when I meet with business leaders and owners, typically they say things like, why well, I, this business is running me, or I work seven days a week, or I don't know what to do next. I'm just putting out fires. And we were dealing with a lot yeah. of the same kind of stuff. That's just no way to live. I believe, you know, we're, we're wired and built for something greater than that, than just playing firefighter every day. So mm -hmm. we had those same kinds of challenges and issues. Uh, we needed to stabilize our culture, but maybe most importantly, as a leadership team, we needed to be clear internally for ourselves about where we were going. What do we really want? It's amazing to me. I, I, I just, um, <laughs> I was just talking to somebody this morning about this. It's amazing to me how if you ask a lot of people, what do you want? It's very difficult for them to answer because typically mm -hmm. we focus on things like outcome answers. Like I want to have X number of dollars or I want to mm -hmm. achieve this thing. But there's, there's like this nugget of truth that's hiding just below the surface that sometimes people have never verbalized. And so EOS just gave us a framework to, work through and smoke out some of those issues, bring them to the forefront, say things that we probably had never said before to each other. And as a result, our team became healthier and we had more clarity around, okay, that's finally on the table. That's been spoken out loud. What do you really want? I want to not work seven days a week. I want to not mm -hmm. let this thing ruin my retirement. That's, those are important things to say. And yeah. EOS helped us get there. Yeah, that's cool. So who were some of those people that initially started up that, um, smoking out the issues and really making an open conversation between the leadership team. Who amongst our leadership team? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like how was did that come the to top be? leader or was it you who was in a, <laughs> a leadership role, but not totally the top of the funnel? Yeah, no, I, what? I can't take, I can't take that credit. Although I was an active participant, you know, it, yeah. um, it's a, it's a total cop out answer, but it was a team effort. I will say that, um, you know, having Gino 
be our EOS implementer. I mean, they're our job now that it's my job too. Our job is, is not to give all the answers because we just don't know all the mm -hmm. answers. Yeah. And I, I, t I try to tell people, you know, I'm learning to be more and more vulnerable about what I am and what I am not. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. And from an EOS implementation standpoint, Gina was able to say, and now I am able to say, I don't know your business inside and out. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like at the time, you know, that, that company is an automotive training and marketing company. Great, great company, highly successful. But I, I didn't know anything about that business and neither did Gino. So yeah. what, what the, the table was set in that when you start to have honest conversations and reluctantly start to bring some of these things to the surface, the good things start to happen, but it doesn't normally occur unless you have an outside force or somebody sort of pulling it out of you. So my job now and Gino's job then was to, to teach us the, the model and how it worked and coach us through it, but really to facilitate the answers out of the room. And yeah. so there were conversations and situations where answers would be given. There'd be a kind of a long, awkward pause. And, you know, Gino would say, I don't think you're being hundred percent honest. Is there more there? Or like somebody like me, I, I can be an observer and I can be, it takes me a while to process things. So he'd, he'd look to me and say, man, you're not saying anything. Give me something. Give me just what you're thinking right now. And so for him to be able to facilitate that out of us to me was really inspiring. And I hope to do the same. I think I can and will and have done the same for my clients because, um, it is a team effort and you usually have one strong leader in the room who's got the loudest voice, but yeah. it doesn't mean they are leading the way or they're allowing people, um, you know, to really be, to, to be brutally honest and to say what they're thinking. And so having that facilitator, having that third party for us was incredibly helpful. I, I think it's powerful for, for teams uh, to have somebody like that in the room. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, Super important. Who did you find to be the person who had the loudest voice? Was it the visionary? Was it the integrator? Was it another teammate who was just a part of the leadership board? Like, yeah. what did that look like? You know, in our organization at the time, uh, we had, we didn't identify that person as the visionary. He certainly mm -hmm. was the visionary. Yeah, he was the founder of the company. And that that's the case many, many times, even for me in my practices, meeting with these companies, you've got a person sitting in the visionary seat who is supposed to be flying at 30,000 feet, managing relationships, really passionate about culture, coming up with 50 mm -hmm. great ideas, you know, you only incorporate one, all those things. Uh, but what happens is the visionary is typically stuck in that integrator seat because there's nobody mm -hmm. else to do it or he or she is the only person that's ever been there. And so for yeah. us, we had that person who was the founder, brilliant man, wonderful, passionate about what he was doing, but wearing a lot of different hats. And so he mm -hmm. certainly had the loudest voice. And it wasn't that he wasn't willing to hear other people's opinions. It's just that hasn't been, that had not been our culture. Like we didn't, you know, we didn't have sort of equal say at the table. And I don't think it certainly yeah. was not anyone's, anyone's um, idea to shut anybody down, but it just wasn't, that's just what you do, right? You follow it. Fall yeah. in line with the and that's very very typical and so that yeah that vision visionary integrator relationship and yeah is is really really important for companies that are trying to sort of line up behind the eos framework and model and um the way that they interact is super critical they a lot of times are the same person but if they are separated about 50 percent of companies have a separate seat uh for visionary and integrator if they are separated 
it is mission critical that they are 100% on the same page. Not they just get along or tolerate mm -hmm. each other, but they're, yeah. they're on the same page and you guys are all rowing in the same direction. That, that's critical. Yeah, absolutely. How do people, so like you said, that your visionary was also the integrator. How did they manage that? Um, how did you guys manage that when you were doing it? And then also, how do you manage that now? How, what does that look like? Yeah, so <clears throat> when I was there, um, I don't think, like I said, we didn't have the, the titles. We didn't really have the recognition that we had a visionary. Right. And an, like a, we, I think we realized quickly in discussions with the implementer, Gino, that, that we needed some, some delineation between roles and that there was mm -hmm. uh, enough work to go around, certainly, that we could, we could sort of cut that up. And so we managed it by um, you know, speaking honestly to each other and having someone facilitate honest discussion around, you know, you know we, we use the phrase letting go of the vine or basically letting go of some responsibilities that maybe you've always had. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that conversation sort of came organically out of the implementer saying to our team, what, what are you feeling right now? Do you, do you think this one person can do all of this work? And again, it wasn't anything, uh, you know, gross or nefarious. He wasn't hanging on to it because he had an ego trip. He just, that was the culture that we had. So that relationship yeah. was mostly by, by honest conversation. And once we had a, a plan to follow, that, that's why I love EOS. And that's why I jumped into it because there, there's a, there's a framework. I mean, I, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do group coaching as part of my practice as well. And I absolutely love it. Uh, the difference between that and EOS is EOS is about, again, teaching that framework to say, I know this works. Yeah. One, because I achieved it. Two, because there's almost 10,000 companies worldwide using it. So I know it's a, it's a viable model. There's a bunch of other viable models too, but pick a model and stick to it so that you have something yeah. to I mean, I, I, I use the, the phrase a lot that, that most people start a business because they're great at a craft. They don't start it because they want the business to run over them. And so mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that they know how to run an operation. It doesn't mean that they know yeah. how to run an organization or build a culture or hire a fire or whatever. It doesn't mean any of that. And so there comes this point where people who are looking for more find themselves, um, I think, searching for some, some back and forth with peers. They want a group of peers they can share with. And two, they want something that they know works that they can follow. Mm -hmm. Like plug into this system, spend more of your time doing the actual work of running this business because you're no longer the craftsman. You're no longer the person running the lathe or making all the sales calls or whatever your business is. You're not that person anymore because you're not 10 people at a, at a folding table or yeah. you aspire to not be 10 people at your folding table. So that that's a really sort of a eureka moment for a lot of people when they realize they can let go of some of that because there is a, a model and a framework that they can plug into and they don't have to spend every hour of every day wondering what do i need to do not like am i able to do it mm -hmm. but literally what am i doing the first half of tomorrow what are the and yeah. it usually results in people putting out fires and again, yeah. I just don't think that's the way we're meant to live or that's the, the business or the life that anybody dreamed of. And if I ask somebody, what do you want? And they say, I want to put out fires every day. I'm going to be like, okay, well, I can't help you then. <laughs> but I never, that never, never, never. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really fascinating combination between one-on-one -on -one coaching and group coaching with and also EOS. How do you help their culture and all the spectrums that 
still help them in all these unique areas? Yeah. No, it's a great question because there are definitive differences. And, and yeah. you know, my EOS practice has been so um, uh, just wonderful for me individually because I, I have, it's like I have this thing that I know is effective that I can, I can go and share and I can share that, I'll just call it a product or whatever that, that the system itself. Um, the, the coaching, both group and one-on-one, -on -one, is has some similarities but it's it's for the most part different because i'm basically selling me and my ability to facilitate and challenge and hold accountable all those things exist in eos but the, the context is totally different and so yeah. uh, you know i i don't have i don't have a lot of interest in like traditional consulting models where you know, folks will go in and interview all the employees and generate a ton of data and spend weeks and weeks kind of researching and market research and all these things. Yeah. And, and nothing wrong with that at all. It just doesn't make me get up in the morning. What, I, what makes yeah. me get up in the morning is interpersonal communication and relationships and problem solving. So for me, having EOS is like an amazing tool for teams and you know these businesses are typically small and medium-sized business, and so leaders and groups of people, owners who want something more. This EOS is the absolute perfect fit for that, and that that's where yeah. I was former company. Group coaching is like I need I need peers to be able to share ideas with. Surely I'm not the only person in the world that's dealing with this thing, and they never are. Mm -hmm. um, but to be able to facilitate discussion with people who are of like mind totally different industries, different ages, demographics, all these things. But it doesn't matter because truly most people have the same kinds of issues. And so they just want to know, is there somebody out there? It's a lonely place to be leading an organization. Is there somebody out there yeah. that is on the same page with me? Or at least let me hear what, what this person is doing. I think that's powerful. One-on-one -on -one coaching is more about, um, you know, sort of sharpening the saw around um, your own personal goals, desires, skills, talents, challenges, all those things. Uh, I mean, I mean, I've been the benefitor, benefactor. I have benefited from, <laughs> um, you know, some one-on-one -on -one mentoring and coaching from folks that are in my life who are a little further along than me. It's radically transformed the way that I operate every day. The things that mm -hmm. I think about, things that I focus on, the things that I let go of. I yeah. am 100% confident that I would not be the person that I am today without that mentoring and coaching. And so for me, it just made sense to have that offering as part of my practice because number one, I, I, I think that I'm wired for it. And number two, it's incredibly valuable to be able to give that away in, in such a way that, that provides so much value for people. And so that, that's why I introduced it into my practice because I thought it was a great supplement, even though it's, it's pretty different from EOS as a, as a practice offering. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it still helps in terms of getting those people in their EOS company or whatever they may be, whether they're doing EOS or not, to get them in the right mindset to be able to shift their cultures, to be able to have a team that actually cooperates and communicates and collaborates on a day-to-day -day basis. It's transformative when you are investing in your personal growth rather than just Oh, we're just doing it as a team. No, it's more than that. It's no, way no. more than that. Yeah. And, and it goes it goes back to the the question that I I ask the question a lot and people think like, all right, man, I get it. You've asked this question enough times, but literally what do you want? Yeah. Is a question that I ask coaching clients. It's a question that I ask EOS clients, business owners, 
And if you've not clearly articulated it, especially like I try to get people to say it in one sentence, tell me in one sentence, what do you want? What do you want to do? Mm -hmm. And it's like this one, usually a wandering answer. That's all. <laughs> happened. Hey, I'm not, I'm not here to judge, but, but man, if we don't have clarity about what we're trying to do, then we're just living a reactionary life. And yeah. I think that when people get a handle on, all right, let me, let me distill it down. Let me, let me push away all the distraction and focus on this one thing. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's the only thing in their life, but when they focus on that one thing, man, light bulbs start going off in their head about, well, here's how I'm going to basically work to achieve that or become that or experience that or all of the above. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not just a single person effort either. It's a, it's a team effort and it's a colleague effort and it's your family effort and friend effort. And absolutely. It's having your support system around you for sure. Absolutely. For sure. What do you think about having people um, invest in their personal growth to invest in their team growth, especially like if they're a manager coaching their team in their own personal development too? Have you done some of that before? What does that look like with your practice? Yeah, I think it is, it can oftentimes be scary. It can be overwhelming. Um, it, it can be exciting too. I can remember the first time <clears throat> that I was asked to be in charge of someone else and their work. I felt really excited. Like, wow, this is cool. Like I, I've kind yeah. of hit the big time. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. I had no idea how to manage. I, I think I'm a natural leader, but it doesn't necessarily mean I know how to manage this person and this work. And so mm -hmm. I think people who are in managerial roles, whether you're an executive or a middle manager or an entry level manager of some kind, I think everyone can get better. It's just really whether you want to get better. I have talked yeah. to plenty of people and it's no knock on these people, but plenty of people who, when they find out what I do and I, I sort of talk them through at a very, very high level, what my offerings are and things, the, the response is very negative. It's, it becomes this sort of like cross my arms across my chest mm. uh, sort of thing because they either don't want to be vulnerable or they feel like they can't, or they just feel like they've got it all figured out. And for those kinds of folks, I just say, that's awesome. Like you, you are the absolute one tenth of one percentile who's got it figured out because everybody else I've talked to that doesn't have to figure it out. <laughs> and so um, I, I'm not, I'm not certain that we can be at our best if we're not being pushed to be our best. And so yeah. I, I tell folks all the time, if I can help you in any way, even if you're not paying me, we don't have a paid client provider relationship, whatever, but let me help you. If I can introduce yeah. you to somebody, I will, because yeah. ultimately what I'm trying to do is, is help people get what they want. And if they don't, if they're not taking care of themselves, if they're not being coached, if they're not being pushed, and I don't mean push like a drill sergeant, I just mean, Hey, wh what do you want to do? And are you working toward that? Let me hold you. If you're not doing those things, I find it very, very challenging to be a good manager and to be uh, a good leader. I, I just, firmly believe that uh, folks that are being led are better leaders. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with you. I think that that's something that people don't realize and they kind of take for granted and don't realize until things hit the fan and you're like, well, what do we do now? Um, and how do we get through this? And absolutely, 100%. Well, and it's, it's a bit of a learned behavior too. I think we have a 
I'll say the collective we, I don't know if it's just business or if it's the Western culture or just worldwide humankind and maybe all of the yeah. above. But, you know, we have this uh, fear of asking for help or not knowing mm -hmm. the answer. Yeah. And, um, you know, we certainly don't want to be, if you're in a leadership position, it's very, very common to feel like you have to have the answers. That's why you have the job. But when someone doesn't have the answers all the time, and that always happens, you're never going to have all the answers. Uh, we have to give people enough grace to be able to say, you know, I don't know, or let's find out together, or let me go and find out. And so if we just are living on an island where we're expected to know everything and do everything and be the sort of wizard of Oz, not only is it lonely, it's an impossible ask. It's just, a, yeah. no, one, no one can survive in that environment or much less thrive. And so it, we sort of learn to not be someone who doesn't have all the answers. And I, I just think that's toxic. We need to be vulnerable yeah. enough, still be strong leaders and shoot, we better have some answers. That's why you're a leader. But <laughs> and I, I, my experience has been that the, the leaders of the organization that I, that I came from where we, I was first introduced to EOS, that organization is still a great organization, still running EOS. It's full of great leaders. And I've, I've learned probably, I learned more probably in 10 years there than I did in the previous 15 years about how to be vulnerable. The, the leader of that organization now uh, is one of the best, one of the finest men I've ever been around and is very strong and very opinionated and is not afraid to tell you what he thinks. But he's also humble enough to say, I don't know, or yeah. I need help. And I just, yeah. I just have a tremendous amount of respect for him for that reason, even if, even when I didn't agree with him or he and I were not on the same page, I respected him enough that he was able to say, I don't know the answer to that question. Very rare, but he was able to do that. I, I just think that those are the best leaders. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's so important and so important to acknowledge that you can have that and you don't have to be perfect. And there's always that, this quote, like fail fast, fail forward. You can learn and try again um, yeah. and keep on moving and <laughs> keep on growing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jason, if people want to find you um, and be asked by you, what do you want in life? <laughs> and what do you actually <laughs> want in life? Where can they find you? Yeah, I appreciate that question. So plus one advisors, all spelled out. Advisors with an O. Uh, I've been told that it should have been an E, but I like the O. Maybe I just liked how it sounded. So plus one advisors <laughs> uh, is my website. And, and so I've got, you know, all, the, all of my offerings out there. I, I have a mailing list that I send regular thoughts to and, and uh, let people know when there's new offerings. I've got a couple of online courses that I'm building that are coming soon. Uh, but I would encourage people to join the mailing list. There should be a, a pop-up right on the main page, but there's also a contact uh, section there. Give me your email address. I would love, again, even if you're not going to pay me, I don't care about that. I just want to meet good people. <laughs> I want to be connected yeah. with folks uh, who are doing great things and doing cool work. And so Absolutely. I would love uh, for people to reach that way out, out that way. I ha have a plus one advisors account on Twitter and Instagram. So people can follow me there as well. Uh, you can certainly find me on LinkedIn. I, I do post there on a fairly regular basis, but yeah, those are the ways that people can get in touch with me. Awesome. Thank you. Do you have any parting words before we leave here today? <laughs> parting words. Well, uh, my parting words are if you are a person who feels like there's more or wants more or 
doesn't feel like they have a handle on where they're going and why, professional, personal, or otherwise, find somebody who can help you. It doesn't have to be yeah. me. It can be anybody. It can be somebody in your community, your neighborhood, your school, your church, your work, whatever communities where you have a presence, find someone ahead of you and lock arms with that person. And, yeah. you know, if, if you find out that they're not the right fit, then find somebody who is the right fit. Because I firmly believe that uh, we're not sitting on this earth to be doing things on our own. And if, if there's some clarity to be found and I can help people get there, I would absolutely be thrilled to help people along the way. But, but find, a, find a coach, find someone who can push you and mentor you and bring you along so you can find out, indeed, what do you want? And if you can't answer that yeah. question, find somebody to help you answer it for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us today. This has been a blast to be able to pick your brain about some content and stuff. Hey, thank, thanks for having me. Anytime. I yeah. really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for the time. This podcast is proudly produced by Waypoint. What is Waypoint? Well, if you want to coach your team and not manage them, then Waypoint is worth checking out. Head over to waypointhq.com to learn more or email me directly, mike at waypointhq.com, and I'll demo it for you myself. Thanks for listening.